I think I'm on a whole new level I think I'm breaking out my mental I'm finally finding, finding my inner peace Welcome back to the Final Drive Podcast, episode 3 And we are recording this at 9.38 on September 20th It is halftime currently of the Packers-Lions game and week two is basically wrapped up here. We wanted to come on and give y'all a uh, week two recap. Uh, it was an exciting Sunday, and let's let's just go over kind of let's just go through each game. Uh, why don't we start off with the uh, Chicago Cincinnati game? The uh, Bears took this game twenty to seventeen, and for me personally, I think this was a surprise. I didn't expect the Bengals to look kind of as as mediocre as they did and to see the Bears defense step up in a big way. I completely agree. I thought the Bengals were gonna take this. Um I mean one could even accredit it to the I mean the that that Bears defense was just electric. I mean they 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 picked off Joe Burrow on three consecutive passes and just obliterated the Bengals defense I mean the Bengals were only really in that game because of a few last minute touchdowns I mean that touchdown to Jamar Chase and T Higgins at the end I mean for most of the game it was 10-20 and I felt like the Bengals offense really needed to figure some things out after this week kind of reevaluate and uh be ready for next week but the this was definitely a step in the right direction for the Bears defense where do y'all see the Bengals going from here I feel like we kind of know the direction of the Bears but where do y'all see the Bengals specifically going? I feel like they'll graft up a little bit. I don't know if they can necessarily compete with the Steelers or such yet. Um, that that division is going to be tough to win, but I feel like they'll be a middle-of-the-pack team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they're going to finish near the middle of the rankings in the NFL, but still, they'll probably be the worst team in that division with the Ravens, Steelers, and Browns. Like That's a really solid division with those three teams in general pushing for playoff spots. I could I could see the Bengals potentially jumping one. I mean, maybe the Ravens with injuries, but I mean, they the Ravens played well this yeah, week. Yeah, Raven, so Ravens just beat the Chiefs. I think, so. I think that the Bengals have an opportunity to leapfrog one of those teams. I don't know if they'll necessarily be the bottom of the division, but um, I feel like they'll definitely be a... Uh, Mm-hmm. They'll be a solid team. Yeah. Mean, they just don't really have much on defense. And Caden mentioned it already, but I guess let I guess we can just let's just talk about the I think the biggest game of the weekend, the most exciting game was Chiefs Ravens. This was a very exciting game, came down to the wire, and surprisingly, I think we all had the Chiefs winning this game, but the Ravens surprised me. Lamar Jackson looked phenomenal. He truly put the team on his back. Greg Jennings went full Greg Jennings mode. And like, what did you, were y'all surprised as much as I was by this? I don't know if I was necessarily surprised. I felt like the one way that the Ravens were gonna win that game was Lamar's legs. Um, Lamar's not the greatest passer, and that kind of showed in this game. Um, he, I mean, the Ravens' offense didn't have much going besides Lamar's running. I mean. I think it was two touchdowns and 100-plus yards, right? He, he had 16, carry, yeah. 16 attempts, 107 yards, and two touchdowns yeah. on the ground. Absolutely dominant rushing performance, and that all came at the end. I mean, I felt like the Ravens' defense played well, um, containing Mahomes there at the end a little bit, but um, credit to Lamar. I mean, he really did put the team on his back. Also, Pat, I just want to point out Patrick Queen, Queen had a heck of a game as well. Yes, shout yeah. out shout yeah. out the Tigers. There you go. LSU boy. Uh, all right, well then, uh, let's uh, keep moving to uh, Houston-Cleveland. That was another game. 
again, Houston, I think surprising people with how not necessarily how good they've looked, but how not awful they've they're looked. Not, they've looked been bad. they've been competing in ball games. I mean, they've looked better than a lot of teams. I mean, I think in my opinions so far the Texans started off this year as a as a 32-31 contender, but already, I mean, I see them almost better than the Falcons and the uh, Jaguars. I mean, almost better than the Falcons. They're way better than way Falcons. better than the Falcons and Jaguars. But um, yeah, I just think Tyrod Taylor is really leading that team. I mean, we can say the Browns this, the Browns that. I mean, the Browns were expected to win this game. I feel like the storyline in this game really is that the Texans can compete in ball games. Yeah, I will say tough break for the for the Texans. Tyrod Taylor is supposed to miss multiple weeks with that hamstring injury which is tough man because yeah. that guy cannot catch a single break even this even this season first week he had two touchdowns 290 yards no picks and he, before he got injured he was 10 for 11 with a touchdown i mean just tough tough breaks for tyrod taylor it's unfortunate um anything for the browns you guys wanted to comment on anything that stood out for y'all uh, nothing really. That Browns defense is just, I think, going to be pretty pretty gross this year. I mean, and Nick Chubb's an absolute Nick animal. Chubb. Nick Chubb's just they're not else. they. It just shocks me. They give Kareem Hunt two more carries than they gave Nick Chubb when Kareem Hunt was averaging three yards a carry and Nick Chubb's a damn near averaging nine yards a carry, ninety five yards and a touchdown. Well, I think I think the versatility of the Cleveland backfield is why Nick Chubb is able to succeed. I mean, they can feed Nick Chubb every down, but I mean, we we saw that with Derrick Henry in Week One. He kind of got clamped down, no other option. He needs he, it's boomer bust for Derrick Henry right now on a week to week basis. Yeah, but did you see Derrick Henry last him. week? Exactly, it's a boomer bust scenario where uh, I feel like this Browns offense, the versatility of having two backs, they can't just key one back at all times. I I do yeah. love this formula that they're going with 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 like Ty said, like a power back and a more versatile speed back. I I, I would like, I would put him more as a receiving back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They use him more out of pass sets, and I mean they give him carry sweeps, carries stuff like that to the outside where Nick Chubb's just inside zones power runs and you got to look at a like Baker Mayfield he benefits so much from having that much versatility like right around him. yeah definitely I mean Baker Baker isn't let's be honest Baker isn't playing the best football of his life he last week 19 for 21 231 he's barely having 20 pass attempts and one touchdown one interception and I think in week one he was uh week one he was he he passed for 321 yards, no touchdowns, but and an interception. He's not playing phenomenal football. I think he has a really good supporting cast around him that's able to win, and he's just kind of doing his job. Mm-hmm. Agree. It's all he needs to do. <clears throat> all right, uh, Rams Colts. Uh, I marked this one down as one of my three games that I was most looking forward to. The Rams took this one 27-24. I think the Rams continue to show that they are a Super Bowl contender. For me personally, yeah. I think that Matthew Stafford fit has been a match made in heaven. And then combining that with the defense. And Matthew Stafford didn't even have his greatest game. But the fact that he was able to do just enough. And what he was doing was was plenty good enough. It was, it was good enough for them to win. And yeah, combining one, that with the defense is great. One connection on that team that's getting a little bit overlooked is that connection from Stafford to Cooper Cup. 
like that guy's been an animal so far this season, and it's kind of going a little bit under under the radar. I think I think that's that's a great connection, and I feel like everybody thought the Rams passing game was going to be pretty good with Woods and Cup, um, and that defense is of course immaculate. I think the Rams' weak link is is going to be that rushing game. Losing Cam yeah. Akers definitely hurt, and I feel like if the Rams still had Cam Akers, they would be the absolute front runners this season but I mean guys like Daryl Henderson are stepping up Uh, he had 13 carries 53 yards and a touchdown but I feel like that's the one Rams weak spot um but I felt like this was a very good game between the Colts and the Rams and definitely kind of a playoff potential matchup um I'm hoping the Colts can uh make it to the playoffs they've had a rough first two games but um I feel like they can schedules though I I feel like they can really rebound and be maybe a wild card team Give give somebody a scare in the playoffs. Yeah, and against the team, a team like the Rams, that elite defense, they still show they can hang with the best. Yeah, and I, I'm still gonna, like I said last week, I'm still gonna give Carson Wentz the benefit of the doubt right now, and just it's it's very difficult to switch to a new style of offense, new team, and have to play against two playoff teams in the first two weeks, or you know. It's it's a very difficult way to get into a new system, um, and for me personally, I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm like super impressed, but I'm also I'm not gonna be as negative about it as I've seen a lot of people are. Um, yeah. So. Well, yeah. Who do who do you guys think's gonna start next week for the Colts? Oh. Uh, Wentz. Who's on the? Wentz has oh, two sprains. Yeah, Wentz, so. Wentz got, that's right. I. Completely forgot. I mean, he's, he still may start, but um, uh, there's Eason, Eason or there's Ellinger. I'd oh, go, got Ellinger. I'd go Eason. Yeah, me personally. too. Based based on preseason snaps, I could see it being Ellinger, but I feel like with the Colts front office, it most likely it'll be Eason. Um, that Wentz developing story is definitely tough yeah, to hear. Right. I, I totally forgot. He really yeah. can't get a break. Yeah, Eason did ooh, two for five and a pick. That's not what you want to see, but. Yeah. Um, that's going to be definitely an interesting story to watch as we get closer to Sunday. Um, I'm sure we'll get more news, though, as the week comes on, and we'll see what his status is like. Yeah, I feel like Ellinger can definitely be an interesting fit. I mean, he's young, he's agile, um, so I, I'm interested to see kind of how both roles play yeah. out. Like, Easton's more of a pocket passer, so, I mean, I could even see Easton starting, maybe having an interception or two, and the Colts turning to Ellinger or somebody yeah. like that, so... That's definitely a story to watch this week. As the who did the Colts take on in week uh, three? Um, I believe it is the Titans. So that's, that'd be a good. That's going to be a great game. Colts defense against uh, Derrick Henry. So, dude, Colts have started with Seahawks, Rams, Titans. Absolutely, that's a brutal, <laughs> brutal schedule. That's so tough. Uh, uh, let's move uh, to. Bills, Dolphins. This was a beating. Yeah, and that's almost yeah. an understatement. That's an understatement. I, Not much to say here. I saw this being a potentially a okay game, but I, with two with Tua going out early with an injury, I, Jacoby Brissett didn't. He he played bad. There's no other way to put it. Twenty four for forty, 160 yards and an interception. Yeah, I mean. This Bills defense just abused Jacoby Brissett. Just a tough scene for the Lions, and then combine that with a, a a fantastic effort by the Bills. So, you know, MVP is back. 
I think MVP Josh Allen watches back. I don't know about y'all, but yeah, I was definitely. extremely high on him definitely. leading into the season. And even though, I mean, he, again, did not play the best statistical game, but I think it's so important to get those wins early on, especially a blowout win against a potential playoff team. Yeah, and that Dolphins defense is really no joke either. Guys like Xavier Howard and them, they got some dogs on that side of the that side of the ball. It's no easy task what he did. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I really have nothing else to say about about this one. Uh, let's move yeah. on. Uh, uh, Patriots Jets, kind of a shocker for me. Not at all. For no, me. no. The, the no. result wasn't shocking. I think just the way, specifically the way Zach Wilson. Played. Yeah, yeah. Zach. That, that four interceptions, just mishandling the ball, making atrocious reads, but um. That shocked me more than that. That shocked me a little bit. I feel like Zach Wilson really kind of has to shake off the rookie blues. Everyone's comparing him to a Trubisky or whatever. I feel like people just people. It's a little bit early for those. I'd at least give him till it is his second game later on in the week. I mean later on in the season, but I mean I'm given I'm given all the rookies like ten weeks. This this I really like this Patriots team as kind of a like middle of the pack almost wild card team. Mac Jones is playing great football. I mean. Damian Harris is playing amazing football. I mean, that run he had where he almost just went OG beast mode type of that run. Was where crazy. He, he just put the Patriots on his back and said, I'm scoring this touchdown. And I will say, I think a lot of people had some concerns heading into the year for Mac Jones. And people looked at him as the, weak, the weaker pro- quarterback prospect. But so far, he's been the best quarterback. Yeah. Rookie, mm-hmm. rookie quarterback, especially to come out of... To come out of the, uh, last year's draft, he's looked great. Yeah, I feel like the Patriots did a great job in the offseason giving Mac Wilson weapons to work with. I mean, Hunter Henry, Mac, Johnny Mac, Smith. Mac Jones. You said Mac Wilson. Oh, Mac Jones. Sorry. <laughs> Combine the two right there. Mac Jones. They've given him great uh, weapons just to throw to and build around. I mean, he's just he's playing great football, consistent football, and... I feel like they'll definitely be kind of middle of the pack, maybe wild card team this year. You yeah. can see them sneaking in the wild card. I I could see it potentially. I'm definitely on the lower side, maybe a in the hunt team. But yeah, I could see them fighting. But I feel like they could sure. definitely uh, maybe beat the the Dolphins. Who who else is in that division? Uh, the Jets. The, they'll beat the Jets. They'll beat the they'll Jets. Beat, Jets. They, could, they have Dolphins. the potential to beat the Dolphins. Um, maybe steal a game from the Bills. Maybe who steal knows? a game at yeah. home. Maybe I don't know. It could happen. Um, moving to 49ers Eagles, uh, I have not much to say. This was yeah. kind of a boring game, to be honest. I don't even watch this game. Niners just controlled this game from start to finish, and the Eagles got a kind of garbage, kind of kind of garbage time touchdown with four minutes left to make it a six point game. But it was basically all Niners. This this, this Eagles team is not atrocious. Um, the Eagles' offense is definitely something to watch, um, but I feel like this this not much was to said about this game. Definitely a defensive-oriented game. Yeah, mm-hmm. then people forget how good that Niners defense was before last year when everybody got hurt. Like, they're no joke with Nick Bose and those guys. They're good, and they showed it today. I don't I don't know if they're necessarily a great defense. I mean, Nick Bose is definitely a great player, but outside Wait, of who that. Who else they got? They got the Warner dude at linebacker. What's his Fred name? Warner. Fred Warner. But, yeah. I don't really know if they're necessarily Richard Sherman. In the Never defense. mind. No, nope. nah, he's gone. He's gone. But um, I feel like that was a mediocre game. But I mean, a team I was really impressed by this week and cemented himself as a 
definite maybe playoff team, if not a contender, the Raiders. Yeah, for Derek sure. Derek Carr yeah. is playing phenomenal football. I love. I've always loved Derek Carr. I think that he's stepped his game up completely. He's always kind of been that good, not great QB, and so far this season, he's looked really, really good. Especially, I go. I go back to that uh, Monday night game against the Ravens, where he totally took control of that game and threw a great t- uh, pass to Zay Jones at the end of that game, and he looked great again, throwing no picks, two touchdowns, and went into a very difficult environment in Heinz Field and took a game from the Steelers, which I had I had the Steelers, to be perfectly honest, and they The Raiders are so, playing Raiders are playing great football. Yeah. I mean just I I was a little tough on Gruden when he first got there, but I feel like he's he's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've looked good. Yeah. And also uh, shout out Max Crosby for just being really, really good at football. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, another great game this week: Vikings Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, that one was good. That one came down to the wire. I surpri- this field goal. Surprisingly for me, uh, again, not so, when I say surprisingly, it's more or less just me. Uh, I did not see the Vikings playing as well as they did. Specifically, Kirk Cousins had a heck of a game: uh, three touchdowns, twenty-two for thirty-two. Very solid game from him, and that's kind of that's kind of just the story that happened in this in this one. Kyler again played well, four hundred yards, three touchdowns, but two picks, which not great there. But overall, it, both defenses really didn't play well, and I think Kirk Cousins really stepped up to make this a game. Yeah, I feel like Kyler Kyler Murray played great. I think he's just got to cut down on the interceptions a little bit. Two picks is. He's just got to cut that down a little bit, but 400 yards, three touchdowns, yeah. great, great play by Kyler Murray. And mm-hmm. another person I'm really high on on the Cardinals is Rondell Moore out of Purdue. Yeah, he's a great speed receiver, back type. Shout and out Uncle Tony, I, shout out Uncle Tony, boiler up, hammer down, Tyler Strong. <laughs> um, but uh, definitely Rondell Moore is going to be a player to watch for the Cardinals, and he's definitely going to be a another option besides. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Christian Kirk. Yeah, hey, they get, don't forget about my boy AJ. He's there too. My close personal friend AJ Green. Uh, <laughs> shout out AJ. My neighbor. <laughs> um, Saints Panthers. This very Kirk. similar to this the Bills uh, Dolphins game was basically over from the start. I I mean Panthers really surprisingly dominated this game and old Jameis. Kind of shined through a little bit, which made me sad. Uh, after looking so good in game one, I, just such a such a media. I feel like after such a after such a great game in in game one, and the Saints missing coaching staff, top two corners. I mean, Saints were missing a lot coming into this game, so I feel like it's not fair to judge where the Saints really are after these first two games. I'd still put them kind of middle-ish right now, as much as that says. But I haven't seen anything really either way to. To make me say, hey, the Saints aren't going to be great this year, or hey, the Saints are going to be amazing. Sure, they've shown flashes in that Packer game of being a great team, but this Panther game also showed that uh, there, there's some, there's still some hints of bad. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. To, it's tough to judge. It's really tough to judge that first game now. What, what do you make of that first game against the Packers? Like, how do you have you has that game changed in your mind after seeing them play like this this week? 
I don't necessarily know if it's if it's changed my mind. The pa- the Packers are playing okay football right now. Let's be honest. They're they're moving the ball well right I'd say, now. I'd say below. We're average in the third quarter. That. They're they're moving the. I wouldn't say below average. I would say below average for Packer football. That's what I yeah, yeah. below yeah. average for them. Yeah. Um, I would say that the Saints defense did a great job last week, and this this week was just they were getting abused. I mean, yeah, definitely missing Marshawn Lattimore hurt a lot. Yeah. They just they were getting beaten on all cylinders. It just wasn't just wasn't what the Saints needed yeah. confidence wise. I feel like the Saints need to get hot. Need to get on a roll. Um, but I feel like the Saints definitely can somewhat con- contend wild card, maybe win the division if they steal a game from Tampa. I mean, I think they swept Tampa last year. It's a, yeah, I don't think wrong. they'll win the division. On the offensive side of the ball for them, for Jameis Winston, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because new quarterback, new system for him. But Also missing a lot of, a lot of yeah, coaches. Yeah, missing a lot of coaches and receivers like who was he throwing to? Guys like Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris, Jawan Johnson. Who are these guys? I'm sorry, no disrespects, but I mean, the, I don't know Deontay who they, these people Deontay are. Killed me in Madden, Deontay Harris. Yeah, in Madden. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I feel like the Saints. It's just such an interesting team. I feel like it's really going to be interesting to see uh, come week like around week six when Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas comes back to see what. The Thomas to Winston connection. Yeah, yeah. To see Winston with a actual receiver. And Thomas comes back against the Seahawks. And like you were saying, the Saints have at Patriots, home against the Giants, and at the football team. So they have three winnable games coming up. Very winnable games. And if they can steal, if they can win two of those and then get Michael Thomas back, I think the Saints are in a very good good shape. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, of course, I mean, you still get the Falcons twice a year coming up. I mean, they still have two games. I mean, that's that's two I guaranteed mean, but wins. But then again, <laughs> as bad as the Falcons are, the Saints Falcons games are always crazy games. Can we talk about the Falcons? Yeah, let's, just, talk let's hop about into it. that game. Shout out Carter. The Falcons Cox. are so terrible. They they stink. are they are atrocious. It hurts to watch. As How a, many times have I had to say on this podcast that Matt Ryan needs to go? As a fan. I was watching that game yesterday in the car on the way back from my college visit. Hey, I was start I was I was I was starting to get hope. We tied up the game at 25 and then Matt Ryan throws two pick sixes and screws it up. I mean, how many times have I have I had to say on this podcast? I'm done with Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan does not have a clutch gene in his body. I am done with Matt Ryan's BS. As a fan, we need to draft Matt Corral or JT Daniels. I don't care who. Get him out of here. JT Daniels. Yeah. Might be a bit biased. I don't care. I feel like I feel like the 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 window for the Falcons to get value for Matt Ryan is, is way gone. That We had that chance last hey. year. We should have packaged him with Julio, hey, got another first-round pick, drafted, uh, what's his name, Justin Fields with that fourth overall yeah. pick. I don't know what we were doing. No disrespect Kyle Pitts. That guy's going to be a stud, but still. But just just imagine if, if the Falcons were able to turn around that Julio, Matt Ryan, maybe a second-round pick. What, what, if you tra- yeah, what if you traded What if you traded Matt Ryan and Julio. Julio, and maybe maybe a second round pick for that fourth pick, and you would have gotten Justin Fields and Kyle Pitts. Exactly. I mean that fourth overall pick. Yeah. That would have been a offense going into this year. 
I mean, you would still have a few missing pieces, but Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, and Justin Fields would have been an exciting I, offense to watch. The Falcons fans would have had something to look forward to. Now they just have another abysmal season in the books, and you know, typical Falcons, they'll find a way to win a few games at the end and just, yeah. screw up the draft order. Yep. Matt Ryan will yep. turn it on for weeks 15 when they're, when they're way below 500. That that that's our rant about the Atlanta Falcons, the miserable. Atlanta I'm Falcons. done being a Falcon. Shout out fan. the urinating train. Great, great, <laughs> great Falcons. documentary about the Falcons. If you ever want to know the history of how bad uh, the Falcons secret, are, really secret are. base, secret base. Shout out secret base and uh, John Boys. That man is is great at his job. Oh. Do we have anything positive we want to say about the Buccaneers, or is it just it's the Buccaneers? They they played great. Falcons hey, hey, stink at football. Shout out Tom Brady and Mike Evans. I come in after those one o'clock games in one of my fantasy leagues. <laughs> I had a ten percent win chance, and after Tom Brady and Mike Evans played against the Falcons, I had a sixty percent win chance, wow. and I came away with the W. I go. feel like it's very. I I can't really judge the Buccaneers and where they stand yet. I feel like last year they had a great run, but this year, I mean, they, Tom Brady hasn't really played a real secondary yet. I mean, Cowboys secondary is not very great. Um, that was a very offensive battle, in my opinion. Um, this Buccaneers defense is, isn't bad. I think they're pretty good, but I think it's too early to judge this Tampa Bay offense. Um, I'm, I want to see them against yeah. a real defense. Yeah, I do too. Uh, as well... We'll just move on. I if you hear, if you guys hear some pauses in this episode, it is because we are looking at the Packers Lions game, which is currently twenty one seventeen with seven twenty seven left in the third quarter. Rogers is back. Aaron Jones also needs only a I think a few more points for me to beat Carter Crock in our uh, yeah, fantasy we're, league. We're very locked in the fantasy league. Uh, all right, moving on to another game. Any uh, other ones that y'all wanted to mention specifically? Uh, I don't have any more. Maybe football team Giants. Uh, I kind of covered that one in the last episode, but y'all weren't here for that, so what did y'all think of that? I mean, not really much to talk about. The Giants are just... Daniel Jones had probably the best game that I've seen him play Yeah, Daniel Jones played great, and if it wasn't for uh, Darius Slayton's butterfingers, they probably would have came away with the win. Yeah, Daniel Jones is definitely, I, I think it's coming out of nowhere, establishing himself as a runner. I mean, yeah. Saquon's not really doing much on the running the ball side, yeah. but... Daniel Jones, 95 yards and a touchdown. That that was that was fun to watch. Yeah. Danny Dimes, Danny Wheels. That's, he's probably the best. It's the probably the best game that I've seen him play as a Giant, which is extremely positive for the Giants moving forward. I agree. I feel like this is kind of their last last season to see if they've got something in Daniel Jones. Uh, Taylor Heineke on the other side of the ball. He's I think he's the leader of this team. Like I said in on Thursdays. Friday's episode. I love yeah. the I love Taylor Heineke. I think he's definitely better than Fitzpatrick, and I think he should be leading this team. Um, this is definitely his team. Um, did we cover the Titans Seahawks game? That's what I was gonna say next. Oh, we didn't. We did not. Um, this, again, this was a great game to watch. Playoff football at its best. Two one on one teams. I mean, let's be honest though. This was King Henry's game. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's back. Three touchdowns. But I feel like someone who is not getting enough uh, attention this year, Tyler Lockett. Oh, my. 178 yards and one one touchdown this week. And last week he had a whopping... 
Let's see how much. It, whopping 100 yards and two touchdowns. He is having 278 yards and three touchdowns through two games. Solid. Russell Wilson continues to play. And he's still flying under the radar. Nobody ever gets give this dude any credit. I mean, it's I feel crazy. like last year when DK Metcalf had his stint, I mean, the media definitely covered that. But, it was also easy for... But yeah. Tyler Lockett is getting no credit. Mm-hmm. For sure. And he is absolutely playing amazing football, beating corners. I mean, a lot of that is because of DK Metcalf's presence, taking up the number one receiver, I mean, the number one corner, but... Tyler Lockett is just doing his thing. And he's been, it's not, it's nothing new. He's been doing it for a while. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, those two all, all alternate all season long, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Um, this was a great game to watch, though. Russell Wilson versus King Henry. Um, defenses, they, they were there, but um, I, this was a very offensive game. Yeah. Great, great, great football game to watch. Um, and I think I look forward to it. Maybe a matchup again in the future. Yeah. Possibly. Well, it won't happen again this year. But I'm excited to see them down the road for I, sure. Maybe, 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 maybe a potential, potential Super Bowl matchup. Well, I guess that's true. I guess but, that is uh, true. I feel like this was definitely like a playoff atmosphere type of game. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did we touch on Cowboys uh, Chargers? Yeah, I don't even know. Never mind. Cowboys Chargers. Cowboys Chargers. We did not touch on that. Yeah, but didn't have much to say. Dak Prescott, I think, still looks amazing. Ah, uh, he he didn't play great last week. I'm. I mean, he played. I think he played great week one. He did. Uh, but playing against this Charger, this Chargers defense is tough. I mean, Dak had 237 yards and one interception. I think he's got a turn up the passing game a little bit more with guys like Ceedee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and. Uh, Cooper and stay consistent with it. I mean, yeah. he can turn it up every once in a while against teams like the Giants and Eagles and teams like that, but he's got to stay consistent with it. But um, this Dallas rushing game really turned it on and kind of helped the Cowboys edge out this one. For sure. Yeah, Herbie kept piling up the yards like he always does, but two interceptions of one touchdown, that's not going to cut it in the end. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, you got anything else you want to say? I'm all good. I'm I'm ready to go watch the end of this Packer game. Yeah, Rogers me looks too. Phenomenal. Shout out, uh, so Senor Cheesehead. Shout out, Senor, Senor Cheesehead, baby. Uh, that's gonna do it for episode number three of the Final Drive Podcast. Uh, if y'all enjoyed, go give us a follow on Instagram at the Final Drive Podcast, on Twitter at TFD Pod, and listen to us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And that's gonna be it from us. Uh, and go enjoy the rest of this uh, Packer game. And we will see y'all later on in the week for week three, uh, preview the week three preview show, and that's yeah. it from us. Sounds good. I think Peace. I'm on a higher level. I think I'm breaking out my mental. I'm finally finding, finding my inner peace, baby.